Have you registered for NCEA 2023? If not, what are you waiting for? You are invited to NCEA 2023 in Dallas, Irving, Texas. Join NCEA and thousands of Catholic school educators from April 11th to the 13th at the Irving Convention Center for amazing professional development and networking opportunities. Early bird registration ends February 18th and members receive a $200 discount. To learn more, please visit ncea.org backslash ncea2023. Welcome to the NCEA podcast. Today's episode is a replay of our December 2021 podcast with Father Tony Ricard. Father Tony was our keynote speaker at NCEA 2022 in New Orleans, and we are grateful for his fantastic keynote he provided to all in attendance. As we prepare for the Nativity of the Lord, he shares how we as educators can enter into the mystery of Christmas by seeking Christ's presence in the hearts of our students. Hello and welcome to the NCEA podcast. I'm your host today, Jill Annable. Our guest today is Father Tony Ricard. This podcast is, you're going to hear this podcast the week of Christmas. And we want to make sure that Father Tony was going to join us this week because he has a great message of hope and inspiration. And uh, as we close out Advent and move into the Christmas season, um, this is just a great conversation to be having. His life and ministry reflect a positivity and spirit of joyfulness that's just really perfect for this season. As a campus minister and chaplain at St. Augustine High School in New Orleans, but also a pastor, um, Father Tony is a very busy man. So thank you for joining us and welcome to the podcast, Father Tony. Well, thank you. And what a joy it is to be able to join everyone, especially as we look forward to the coming of Christmas, celebrate this great Advent season. I'm excited to have a chance to be with everyone. I hope wherever you are, you're getting ready because there's major stuff happening on December 25th, but even more major stuff happening when Jesus comes again. So we had better be ready. Absolutely. I'm I'm hoping you can you start by telling us a little bit more about your background. You have you have done so much work and um, we appreciate your work. You're like a local legend in New Orleans, but many people throughout the country know you because of of all the different um, ways you have touched their lives. So if you could tell us just a little bit more of how you got here, that would be wonderful. Well, actually, this is perfect because everybody who knows me knows that my two favorite subjects in the world is me and Jesus. And so I'm good with being able to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. I'm blessed to uh, be in my 26th, going on 27th year of ordination. I was ordained back in uh, 1995. But the joy I have is that before I became a a, a priest, growing up in New Orleans, I I, I really am a product of Catholic schools. I went to Our Lady of Lourdes Elementary School, where I was blessed to have as my pastor the first uh, black bishop in modern times, Bishop uh, Harold Perry. And then I went on to St. Augustine High School, which is an all-boy, all-black Catholic high school. It was founded in 1951 during the days of segregation. And at our high school, you know, the foundation that we received was a foundation that helps us to understand that not only are we able to compete and succeed in the world, but we bring so many gifts to the table. And then I went on to Loyola University, where I have a degree in elementary education. And um, I'm actually a certified one through eight elementary school teacher. And as a a certified school teacher, I tell everybody, you know, what I did was I I cut God a deal. When I decided to enter the seminary, I told him I'd give him one year. And 
for the last 30 something years now, I've been giving him one year. And if it doesn't work out well, I'm going right back to being a school teacher. <laughs> That's so funny. But you're but you're also teaching, right? I mean, you, you are teaching. Yeah. The, the great the great blessing is that, you know, after being ordained, you know, but before I was ordained, I was actually a public school teacher. I taught sixth grade for a couple of years. And after going through puberty 64 times, I moved down to third grade, hoping it couldn't catch me. But after being a public school teacher, I, I just felt that call to bring even more to the table. And so when I decided to enter the seminary, one of the hardest things I had to do was to decide I would give up my classroom, give up, you know, that opportunity to, to help mold some of our youth. And God was like, don't worry about that. I can work this out. And uh, I can tell you that from 1990, when I entered the seminary uh, to this day, there's never been a year that I've not been working in a school. And now I'm blessed to have the best of both worlds because I'm full time as a campus minister, the head of theology department, a chaplain of a high school, and I'm the pastor of St. Gabriel the Archangel Church in New Orleans. And so I get the best of both worlds, the, all that I love to do as a priest and all that I love to do as a, a teacher and mentor. All I can tell folk is that if you give it to God, I promise you he'll give it back to you a hundredfold. That's incredible. And so you are you are still in the same um, in the same area where you grew up. I, you know, what is it like to be at the high school um, where you went? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a diocesan priest for a reason. It's because I didn't want to leave my mama. And I found out that you could be a priest and stay at home. And so the, the joy is that now I get a chance to be at my alma mater to work, you know, in, in our high school really is, is a phenomenal journey for me. You know, our high school is, is uh, serves young folk from literally around the entire community. We serve a lot of kids that are considered those inner city kids, at-risk kids. But what I find is that that where folk may, may not understand a lot that's going on with our young men, when you can connect with them and really understand who they are and what they're about, it's amazing the ministry that we can do. So your ministry is focused very much on youth, and um, there's a great importance in focusing on the formation of young people. Can you tell us more about that work in that ministry? You know, what a blessing it is to be at my alma mater at St. Augustine High School. You know, our school, founded in the days of segregation, focused on helping young African-American men understand who they were and the joy and privilege that they bring into the world, the gifts and talents. And our, our school helped me to be who I am today. You know, when I was growing up, I was a, a very shy child. People don't understand that I never ever wanted to be the one in front of everybody. But it was being at this school that it helped me to, to realize that I had gifts that I could bring to the table. Being in our world famous March 100 band, which has been featured in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, has been in the Rose Bowl Parade, has been featured in movies, all kinds of stuff. Being in our band, put me in front of thousands of people, but I was able to handle it because it wasn't about me, it was about the band. Well, that helped me to understand that I had gifts to bring. And so focusing on inner city young folk, focusing on young people, it became natural for me. And then to be at our school, now I get a chance to give back to young folk who were just like me, coming from the same neighborhoods, coming from the same region. and. I get to look and see inside of them a lot of what my teachers saw in me. You know, sometimes I, I challenge our young people to, to 
be who I see in them and not just what the world sees. Because when I see our young men, I, I see I see blessings, I see gifts, I see so much more that they can bring. And sometimes we have to defeat what the world is telling them so that they'll understand just how powerful they really are. That's that's incredible. And I um I appreciate that. And you your gift of writing has led you to elevate the voices of your students, which I think is the dream of every uh, English language arts teacher in the country, especially in Catholic schools. Um, I have in my hands one of your books, Dreams I've Never Had. And and if you haven't read it, um, this intertwines Father Tony's writing along with his students' voices, which is always a joy to read from the voices of our youth. And you even included Father Tony um, you're a great poet and and you have one of your poems in here is from when you were in seminary, which is also a great mentor text to students who see adult writing, but they also need to see our young voices in writing as they um, as they write as they wrote alongside you. But this final stanza uh, really speaks to what you're saying here about what you see in the students that you um, have worked with. It says, my image of God is easy to see. He's young, gifted, and black. Yeah, he's just like me. And that's from In His Image. Uh, can you speak about how what you see in your students and um, and what it, what is your hope for them? You know, the joy we have is that when we, we, we look at our students, we see great blessings. And I know that, that a lot of times in our, our world, people don't look at young black men and see all of the gifts that they bring to the table. And so part of my blessing is I can see them with eyes of faith. I can see them the way God sees them. And I can help them see themselves the way God sees them. You know, with everything that has happened in our nation in the last uh, year and a half to two years, there's so much going on where people don't understand the truth behind some of the struggle. And, you know, what we can do is challenge all people to, to see one another in such a great light. I think that's what Advent is all about. Advent is about helping us to, to realize that there's so much more than, than just what the eye can see. You know, when, when Mary and Joseph gave birth to that baby in that stable, I can guarantee you that people didn't see the Holy Family. They didn't see the Christ child laying in that manger. They just saw a family struggling. But if you see with faith, there's so much more. And I think that's part of our, our, uh, our blessing as Catholic educators is that we can look at our young folk with different eyes of faith and see way more than the world might see in them. That's incredible. Um, as, a, as a parish pastor, you're constantly called upon to lead, to inspire, to lift up others and messages like you just gave. As you prepare for this week um, with your congregation for Christmas, uh, what kind of message of hope are you um, planning on for, as we enter into the, into the new year? Well, you know, I, I've been known to do some creative homilies, especially for Easter and Christmas. This year, I'm focusing on the choir of angels. And I'm going to talk about how we are all supposed to be a part of this great choir and how God gives us all our different voices to bring together. And when the, the choir of angels began to, to appear to the shepherds singing glory to God in the highest, how much better would this world be if we as a congregation of faith, as we as Christians around this world, sang the same tune? You know, you, you're going to have the tenors and the basses and the sopranos and the altos all singing together. But it's when we finally begin to sing the same song, that's when 
Christmas really becomes what God wants it to be. That one voice, that one sound, making us that great choir, not of angels, but of future saints. Absolutely. We all need that message. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Today's podcast is brought to you by Otis. Otis is an all-in-one student growth platform that allows educators to gather, analyze, and act on student data. They offer integrated grading and assessment tools to easily monitor progress and use data to drive instruction. Otis is built for educators by educators and provides world-class support to users from day one. To request a demo and see why schools nationwide are choosing Otis, visit otis.com. That's O-T-U-S dot com. Um, as we prepare for April then, and it's okay if you don't have all your notes ready, but um, Father Tony's going to be joining us on that main stage for convention when we're in New Orleans. Um, we're so glad to have to have your voice um, with us there. And I'm wondering if you um, can share just a little taste of what you're hoping to talk to Catholic educators about when we get to spring um, and what some of your messages have been in the past as you speak with teachers. You know, I, I'm so excited about, about uh, being able to be a part of this great conference coming up. You know, NCEA ha has blessed so many people with an opportunity to, to broaden their perspective. And so what I'm going to do in my presentations is to help folks see what I see. Some people have asked in the past, how have I been so successful as a minister? How have I been so successful as an educator? And working with so many young folks through the years, I've been blessed to, to do keynote addresses for diocesan youth conferences around our nation, all around Canada. I've been blessed to even be a, a keynote speaker for uh, the National Catholic Youth Conference. And people say, well, well how, how is it? What, what is it that you do? Well, well, it's real simple. You see, for me, each and every day, I, I walk this world searching for the presence of Christ, especially in our children. And so the message that I'm, I'm going to be bringing in April is to help folk understand that since we don't know the time, the place, nor the hour when the master will return, we had better be looking for him now because he just may be here. He just may be in our midst. You know, I, I think about when they found Jesus at 12 years old in the temple, he was speaking to the elders and he was uh, uh, blowing them away with his questions and his understandings. But it hit me that as he was speaking to the elders, the teachers of the faith, those old men had no idea who that little boy was. You know, they knew he might have been the son of Mary and Joseph because they had been coming to the temple for the last, you know, 10 years or so to uh, celebrate the great feast. But those old men did not know that that little boy was Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. And so what hit me is the fact that we who are Catholic educators are working in these schools with literally thousands and thousands and thousands of children. It's real possible that the Christ is already back with us and he could be sitting in our classrooms. And like those old men in the temple, we don't know it. Part of our, our, our charge in life is to, to live a, a simple mantra. Better that you treat every child of God as if he or she is to Christ come back again than to be standing at the judgment seat and find out you treated Jesus as if he or she was nobody. I'm going to repeat that so people understand. Better that you treat every child of God as if he or she is to Christ come back again than to be standing at the judgment seat and find out you treated Jesus as he, if he or she was nobody. That's how we can make it through this world. 
But what a blessing it is for us as educators is that, you know, if you treat every child as if they were Jesus, I can guarantee you that each and every day you'll be looking forward to being in your classroom. You'll be looking forward to being at ministers. You'll be looking forward to being supervisors, walking around, looking for the presence of Christ. Because you see, that's what Advent is all about. Advent says to us, we need to be searching for Jesus constantly, not just to celebrate on Christmas Day. But the fact is, is that we see him in each other. We see him in the Eucharist. We see him in the sacraments. And since we know he's coming back again, if we are constantly searching for him, we just might find him. So when we come together in April, my big question to everybody will be, have you seen him? Have you seen the Christ child? Because I truly believe that he or she is already here. That's that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that preview. It's like a commercial. I I mean a good commercial. It's, I got us got us thinking, and I you know, we've been thinking so often right now about the role of teachers, and uh, and I think I maybe mentioned to you. It it seems like the apostles didn't quite know they were the apostles. They weren't quite sure that what they were writing in, in their time in their times were going to become what we are all studying as scripture. And I you know, our teachers are charged with this moment to be the Christian witnesses to the world, to lift each other's, lift each other up. Like you've lifted up your students. Um, are we going to see your students when we are together in April? Are you bringing some other voices with you perhaps? You know, when we come together, I definitely want to make sure that I bring uh, several of my young men, my boys to come with me. My campus ministry team, uh, we have about 125 on the campus ministry team in a school that's only 550 kids. Wow, that's that's incredible. That's a lot of that's a lot of students to take care of. Exactly, we're, we're bigger than the football team, which has won state championships in football. We're bigger than the band that's been featured all around the world, the Marching 100. The campus ministry program is the biggest program in the school, and I think it's because they get so excited about being able to share their faith. Uh, my, my seniors literally are some phenomenal peer counselors and peer ministers. They, they've actually counseled young men through every major issue you can imagine, from fighting with their teacher to suicidal thoughts. So, so to have my young men involved in the conference, I'm excited because I get a chance to do stuff everywhere. But the greatest blessing I have is when I get a chance to expose my boys to what's happening in it, to the, see other people see the gifts that I see in them. So I can guarantee you that the Purple Knights of St. Augustine High School are definitely going to be with me when we roll strong for NCEA 2020-22. We're so glad to have you. Uh, Thank you so much. This has been such a blessing to speak with you today and to know that our relationship will continue as we prepare for April. Um, Thank you for all the ministry you do. God bless. Merry Christmas. Most definitely. May everyone have the joy of Christmas fill their heart. May you have a phenomenal experience. Don't worry about the gifts. Be a gift to others, and that'll be the greatest blessing that you could ever bring. Thank you. It's been a joy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for joining us. 